Funding for this edition of Think Tank with Steve Adubato has been provided by NJM Insurance Group, serving New Jersey's drivers, homeowners, and business owners for more than 100 years. Veolia, resourcing the world. The Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, moving the region through air, land, rail, and sea. The New Jersey Economic Development Authority. Choose New Jersey. TD Bank. Kane University, where cougars climb higher. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And by Delta Dental of New Jersey, everyone deserves a healthy smile. Promotional support provided by the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. And by ROINJ, informing and connecting businesses in New Jersey. Hi, this is Steve Adubato, and uh, for the next, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about innovation, innovation, business innovation in the state capital of New Jersey. Are you saying, okay, what's the state capital? It is Trenton, New Jersey. You know that sign over the bridge? Trenton makes, the world takes. We've got a great panel who knows all about Trenton and business innovation. We've got Eleanor Kubaki, co-founder and CEO of the E. FK Group, which is a woman-owned advertising agency. I know it's more than that, Eleanor, but can we get away with that description? Absolutely. Yes. And then we all thank you. We have Elijah Dixon, social entrepreneur. In what area, Elijah? Trent, New Jersey. No, I, I know geographically, but an entrepreneur in all kinds of things or what? Uh, primarily in the arts. Jeffrey Gall is president of Princeton Hydro, uh, which is an environmentally conscious organization focused on water projects. Is that right, Jeffrey? Yeah, we're a uh, water resources and geotechnical engineering and consulting firm. Great. And uh, Jeffrey wants everyone to know that guitar behind him. He plays it, but he's not a professional. That's correct. That. Uh, Eleanor, let's start with this. So, so business innovation in Trenton. Take it from the jargon of business innovation in Trenton to what does it actually mean? Well, I think you have to be innovative to dedicate yourself to an inner city that is struggling. Um, I think that is the baseline. And from there, that innovation just grows because you realize that you have to fight every day to bring new ideas, technology to the marketplace. So when you come into Trenton, it really, for me, I've been there for 25 years, my entire um, company's uh, lifespan. And it really charges me up to work harder, do better. And as you can tell, all the, um, all the guests on the uh, panel, we all have socially responsible, conscientious companies. And I think that really says something um, to the mindset that you have to create. And, you know, there is a new economy and there's going to be a new normal. And people like us are ready for that because we have to be ready for adjustments and changes. So we're used to that in trend. Well said. Uh, let me ask you this, Jeffrey. The term business incubator is thrown around a lot as well. I, you notice there's a lot of phrases here. We'll talk about the hub, if you will, the hub zone. There's something called a hub zone in trend. But a business business incubators in Trenton. Talk about that, Jeffrey. 
Well, I mean, it's it's really a, a great place to um, you know start up a business. Uh, the city is definitely supportive and encouraging. Uh, they provide uh, incentives such as financial and and for businesses that really want to get uh, new and 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 hit the ground running. I mean, we've been in business for over 24 years, but we felt we wanted to be re-energized by moving to Trenton to have that incubator sort of um, atmosphere. Um, and it really is a supportive group in the area and provides for that innovation. Um, especially, for example, we're in the uh, Roebling, you know, John A. Roebling and Sons building. Um, and you also want to be in, in an area that's very inspiring as well. And Hold on, excuse me for a second. Go back because we're going to show some of the pictures of Roebling. For people who don't know why the name Roebling matters so much, not just in Trenton, but in this country and the world, Ro the Roebling building produced what? And why was that so important? Well, uh, John A. Roebling um, and his son actually built the Brooklyn Bridge back in the 1800s. Um, uh, since then, uh, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, they were the producer for most of the cabling um, in their wireworks uh, uh, in Trenton uh, for bridges all over the country. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, the George Washington Bridge, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, any, any iconic bridge that's a suspension bridge in the United States came out of Trenton. Yeah, it's a big deal, and that's where you're located, right? That is correct. We're in the uh, carpentry shop. Got it. Elijah, let me ask you, you grew up in Trenton? Yes, I did. You did. And, and our producers describe you as a social entrepreneur. Define that for us. Sure. So as opposed to your uh, typical entrepreneur who prioritizes profit over everything, uh, I'm heavily focused on improving the social environment of my community and ensuring that the jobs that are created, whether it's construction jobs, actual uh, retail service-oriented uh, positions, are all primarily sourced uh, to the best of my ability from within the community. That way we are working to catalyze growth uh, and, and long-term uh, economic mobility uh, for our community here. Elijah, I wanna follow up with you. Give us one concrete, powerful example, particularly in the arts, which is what you care deeply about, uh, as it relates to being a social entrepreneur. One concrete example, please. Uh, in my area that I'm operating in, uh, which is the Hanover Academy uh, 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 redevelopment area or the Crete Canal Coastal District, depending on, on who you're asking, uh, it's, still, it's still located within the downtown area and the arts have been a strong catalyst for growth. Before there were uh, uh, market rate laws, before there was uh, the, the uh, ongoing and future development of the downtown area from the state offices to other, to other private uh, redevelopment projects that are taking place, the arts were a strong catalyst to bring people in from the neighboring suburbs here into the city. However, there was not, a at the time, a willingness to really pay the artists for their work. There was not a, a, a hub for the artists to congregate to be able to uh, work at a below market rate or even at times just bartering space for, for, for services. And so the Orchid House, which, which, which I founded back in 2015, really served as that, as that hub for the artists here, uh, in addition to other projects that are uh, located, uh, are and are and were located within the uh, East Hanover Street Corridor. It's so interesting. You know, Eleanor, Elijah mentioned the hub. He's talking about one hub, but what is a, a quote hub zone is, and is that an official name of a government program? Is it some sort of uh, slang in Trenton? What is it a hub zone in Trenton? 
Yeah, so one of the greatest benefits uh, an emerging uh, company can get from going to a, a city like Trenton is there is a national program and it is by the SBA, which is the Small Business Association. And what that is, is an organization that works to grow small, especially minority, women-owned, uh, veteran-owned, so on and so forth. One second. Is that Small Business Association or Administration? Administration. SB. I, yeah, I, I just want to make clear, that's a federal agency. Go ahead, owner. I'm sorry. Yeah, so four years ago, I said, oh, I want federal accounts. I want to be able to grow my business. I went directly to their website. I signed up. And within two years of getting my certifications, I doubled my company. Now, I wouldn't have had, yeah, I know, after 25 years, if I only would have known. Um, but <laughs> the, the reason is, is that they nurture you. They tell you how to win these national accounts. What's so great about national accounts for emerging companies is they're on average, they're five years um, in term. So you get larger contracts for larger periods of time. And all of a sudden, we, we these smaller companies, get to compete with the big guys. And so much so um, is, is that there's another program where we got to become partners with the biggest ad agency in the world called Ogilvy, which a lot of people now and they became our mentor our official mentor and we won cdc work together we won the national science foundation we're now working with the navy so it's unbelievable the opportunities that are out there for small and emerging businesses to see more think tank with steve adubato programs and to listen to think tank with steve adubato the podcast visit us online at steveadubato.org if you would like to express an opinion, email us at info at caucusnj.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PhD. And follow us on Twitter at Steve Adubato. Many of New Jersey's children have been affected by COVID-19, but now that there is a safe and effective vaccine available for children ages 12 and older, you can help make COVID-19 history by getting yourself and your child vaccinated. Let's end this pandemic together and help all children get back to being kids. Visit HagensackMeridianHealth.org slash COVID-19 to learn more or to schedule a vaccine appointment today. Most people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia, more than water, resourcing the world. You know, it's so interesting to, to, to listen to, to see three entrepreneurs that are engaged in, in, in Trenton doing important things, but it, it, the expression in a city like Trenton has been used several times in this discussion. And I'm curious about this, Jeffrey, when people say, quote, a city like Trenton, I, I happen to be born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. And when people say a city like Newark, I think I know it pretty well. But I'm not going to assume people know Trenton is not like every other city, but it has certain urban challenges, issues, opportunities, problems, et cetera. How would you describe, quote, a city like Trenton, Jeffrey? Well, as you, it was the center of the American Revolution. Um, it was the, you know, the famous Battle of Trenton. Uh, Washington Crossing is right up the road from us. Right, right across the Delaware. Yeah, or, yeah, right up the road and, and across the Delaware there. And it was also, uh, it's a, a transportation hub. 
um, the Northeast Corridor line goes right through this, the center of Trenton. Um, our, you know, our office is only a few blocks from there. There's a light rail line, so there's lots of commuting opportunities. But there's also a vibrant business uh, community and and um, and local community in the area with a, a variety of different foods, uh, Italian and Spanish, uh, Portuguese. I mean, there's all kinds of cultures uh, within the city itself um, that makes it very attractive. And it does have its own challenges like any other urban center, um, but it's definitely a place where uh, you feel the, the weight of history and, and the, and, and the uh, friendly local community. And you know, it's so interesting, Elijah, again, you know a city like Trenton better than most, born, being born and raised there. But again, growing up in Newark, one of the things about Newark is it has a huge corporate community. Um, there's a lot of corporations that are there, that are multinational corporations. Trenton is different in that way. And some of the corporations, and again, having corporate support is huge, and folks at NJM, New Jersey Manufacturers, they are the ones who talk to us about this, but at the same time, there are other corporations as well who care deeply about trends. So my question to you, Elijah, is how important is, quote, corporate support, philanthropic and otherwise, investment, et cetera, et cetera, in, quote, a city like Trenton, Elijah? Generally speaking, corporate support uh, in the form of jobs being located here or corporate support in the form of them paying property taxes here or corporate support, uh, you know, just like all of the above, whether it's in investment or otherwise, it's important, but I'm not going to say that it is critical because Trenton has been void of those of those corporate those corporate um, of, of those corporations for I would say decades. You know, since you know since its deindustrialization, and so what I believe is going to turn the city around and actually is turning the city around now is uh, small businesses, uh, you know, such as the one that are ran by the individuals on this on this segment here. Uh, you know, individuals who are, you know, uh, putting their money where their mouth is, setting up shop, set, setting up business, hiring individuals, and then we're creating an environment in which others, whether it's um, corp, you know, corporate entities or other small businesses from the region are looking to now relocate here and take advantage of our, uh, as, as Jeffrey has said, the, the, uh, us being a transportation hub, an innovation hub. Yeah. And also, I mentioned the state capital at the beginning of this program. It is the capital of the state of New Jersey. It is where state government operates out of. To be clear, the state legislature, the governor, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that's where the capital is. But also, I'm curious about this. Uh, Eleanor, how much is there a push for more and more people, not just to be involved in business innovation in Trenton, but to live, to work, live, pay taxes, be a part of the community of Trenton. It matters, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely matters. And I, I agree with Elijah that we can't wait for corporations. We've been waiting for corporations to come in and quote unquote, save the day and they have not come. Um, now it really is about getting all of us together, organized and moving forward. We have an excellent mayor. It's the first time since I've been in the city that we have a mayor that reacts and is there um, to help us. Your um, mayor, so Reed Garciora. Correct. He is absolutely wonderful. Um, that's a huge win for us. And I look forward to us just capitalizing on all the assets that we have. Um, but I agree, we can't wait anymore. We just got to move forward. And the truth of it is at the end of the day, yes, there is a social responsible um, 
aspect of being in Trenton. But let me tell you this, is that I owe Trenton a huge debt, a huge debt to help, you know, me become a very successful woman business owner. So it can be a two-way street. That's it. So you owe Trenton? Yeah, absolutely. Jeffrey, do you, Jeffrey, you feel the same way? Uh, so far, they've had our backs uh, through COVID, through, I mean, originally we were Looking at the space, we were thinking of backing out because of COVID and who knows what the office atmosphere was going to be like. But the city um, and the mayor and, and uh, really came through for us um, and helped us navigate, for example, economic uh, development loans uh, to move in. Our landlord um, were, was extremely helpful in, t in terms of um, uh, providing us with incentives on, the, on leasing. Um, and the, the business community was extremely welcoming. And, and you talk about how, um, you know, in the local community, we really feel there's an untapped resource within the city. Um, one of the incentives for us um, is to try to hire more locally and, and have people um, and basically uplift the community at the same time we're uplifting ourselves as a business. Finally, Elijah, are you bullish positive about the future of the city? I am, and, and that's only because I'm on the ground uh, interacting with the various players here, and I know what's coming down the pipeline. I know who's doing what, and, and uh, I, I must say that I am very optimistic uh, looking forward to the future here. Uh, this has been a very interesting panel, talking about business innovation in the state capital, uh, which is Trenton, New Jersey. To Eleanor, I want to thank you, and Elijah, and, and Jeff, we appreciated uh, that expression. And real quick, can I I'm running out of time, but Trenton makes the world takes. Eleanor, still real, correct? Absolutely. I believe in it, and I'm here to stay, and there's a lot of us on the ground, so yes. Thank, to, thank you to all of you, and we wish everyone in the city of Trenton all the best because it is our state capital, and uh, too many people don't know about the city and, and why it matters so much. Thank you to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Stay with us. We'll be right back. To see more Think Tank with Steve Adubato programs and to listen to Think Tank with Steve Adubato, the podcast, visit us online at steveadubato.org. If you would like to express an opinion, email us at info at caucusnj.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PhD, and follow us on Twitter at steveadubato. Many of New Jersey's children have been affected by COVID-19, but now that there's a safe and effective vaccine available for children ages 12 and older, you can help make COVID-19 history by getting yourself and your child vaccinated. Let's end this pandemic together and help all children get back to being kids. Visit hagensackmeridianhealth.org slash COVID-19 to learn more or to schedule a vaccine appointment today. Most people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia, more than water, resourcing the world. Talk about innovation. We are honored to be joined by Tom Sackey, who is a founder and CEO of an organization called TerraCycle. Is that right, TerraCycle, Tom? You got it, absolutely, and thanks for having me. It's great having you. Uh, based where? In Trenton, New Jersey. That's right. We're talking about Trenton. We're talking about innovation, business innovation. Tell everyone what TerraCycle is. 
So TerraCycle is a global waste management company. Uh, while we are headquartered in Trenton, we operate nationally in 21 countries around the world. And the stuff we do is recycle things no one else recycles, from cigarette butts to dirty diapers, uh, help companies make their products from waste, uh, and even have launched the world's largest reuse platform. So your favorite products in fully reusable packaging. So hold on one second. There's municipal recycling, and then there are companies like yours. What's the difference? So in municipal recycling, what you are recycling is what the garbage company that's contracted can make money at. So an aluminum can, right? The aluminum is valuable enough to uh, incentivize someone to collect it uh, uh, and process it and then make money on whatever they can sell. But 80% of goods you can't recycle locally. Uh, that's everything from a pen you may be writing for, with or to a toothbrush to a coffee capsule. And TerraCycle focuses only on recycling the things that you can't municipally recycle uh, by getting a stakeholder uh, who may be interested in it to fund uh, the cost of collecting and processing. How did you get into this? Because my understanding is, um, our, our producer Abby told me that you told her you were at Princeton University. We just actually had the Dean of the Graduate School at Princeton on. We're taping most of the day today. And I'm thinking, so Tom is at Princeton. He leaves Princeton and does this, how does that happen? Yeah, it's exactly right. You know, I, I left in the middle of my, uh, my second year because I got really fascinated first by the concept of purposeful business, you know, viewing profit more as an indicator of health and then using business as a tool for good. And I fell in love with the topic of waste because garbage is filled with all Hold these on, phenomenal back up. You anomalies. Fell on, back up, Tom. Mm, yeah. You fell in love with the topic of waste. That's right. That's Could right. you explain that love affair? Yeah, it's, it's garbage as a topic to me is like eternally fascinating because it is filled with all these anomalies. So I'll give you a, a couple of examples, right? Please. We live in a materialistic world. You know, our status in some part and maybe in no small part is linked to the stuff we own. But isn't it interesting that the garbage industry will legally own everything you possess with no exception. One day, all your possessions will be legal property of a garbage company. I mean, that's really odd. And 99% of what you buy becomes property of a garbage company within the year of purchase. How do you recycle dirty diapers? So the most important Scarlett part here, Scarlett, our honestly, cameraman, just laughed at that. Scarlett, it's a legitimate question. It is. Seriously, how do you do that? And when, yeah. explain it. Yeah, and you know, and we do it today in Japan, France, and Holland. So it's, it's live in multiple countries. And so the first and most important thing is the business model, right? Collecting right. diapers and processing them is much more expensive than the results are worth. So it's finding a stakeholder, in this example, Pampers, who is excited and willing to fund uh, that solution. And then we set up methods of how do we collect it? We got to make sure it's done safely, do it in ways that consumers will deposit diapers and so on. So we create smart bins that smell control, you know, deploy them in front of retailers. And then we come up with unique technology to be able to turn those diapers into sellable outputs uh, like plastics and cellulosic material and so on. And honestly, each waste stream uh, has a journey like that. Why Trenton, New Jersey? You could be a lot of different places. Why Trenton? Certainly so, yeah. Um, I mean, to be very honest, I, when we, I first left Princeton, I needed to find a facility and Trenton was the closest place that had affordable real estate. That's the honest story. But since being here for 20 years, I have really fallen in love with this town in that it is the best location in the Northeast, uh, you know, right between Manhattan and Philadelphia. We have about 600 team members and many of them live in those cities and commute here. Um, uh, and also the city, you know, both the state 
and the city uh, government leaders are here to help us. You know, they're coming through our office all the time, helping and thinking through, um, you know, how this company can succeed. So we are, and it's purposeful to be here. You know, it's uh, it, it benefits the city much more than if we located in Brooklyn or San Francisco or somewhere else that already has a lot of exciting companies in it. How many people do you employ? Six hundred. Six. <sighs> wow! In and of itself. The idea, the reality of we employ at any one time eight to ten full-time people and a bunch of freelancers who are just incredibly talented and make things happen. Uh, I can't imagine what it must feel like to to employ six hundred people and know that you are helping them um, live their lives, their quality of life, food, shelter. And I'm not saying it, it sound like you're some sort of uh, benefactor, if you will, but that's that's got to be rewarding because they're working hard for it, but you're employing 600 people yeah. and contributing to the tax base of Trenton. Yeah. Please, Tom. No, you're absolutely right. It is, uh, I say it's a privilege uh, to be able to have that opportunity. And uh, it's just such a thrill that we're able to turn purposeful business into something that you know, employs all these people, but also you know, a quarter billion people engage with our programs every day, just folks out there collecting and recycling all over the world. Well, wait a minute, a quarter billion, because I also That's know right. you have a global footprint. Explain right. that to us. Yeah, so you know, we operate today in 21 countries. In Thailand is a nonprofit, the TerraCycle Foundation, but everywhere else is a mission-driven for-profit. So you know, from Canada to Japan, uh, all headquartered out of here in Trenton. And today, about 250 million people a year, uh, or sorry, a day, interact with TerraCycle programs. That could be walking into a Walmart and recycling your car seat. It could be, uh, you know, going into the world's largest, uh, sorry, Japan's largest retailer and recycling your cosmetics. Um, and in that process, uh, we don't only collect and recycle millions of pounds of hard-to-recycle waste, but we also raise capital for charity. So we've donated about $50 million to organizations for helping to collect and recycle this waste. Um, and so this is what we're all about, is how do you use the context of for-profit capitalism, which is an incredibly powerful tool, I'd say the most powerful tool in the world today, probably more powerful than war and politics and anything, but to do it where we reframe profit as an indicator of health. I mean, we're profitable and so on, but more as a health indicator than as a reason of being, and then the reason of being can become environmental and social improvement. Let me ask you something. Um, we have a sister program called Lessons in Leadership that I do with my colleague, Mary Gamba, and we're always interviewing leaders and trying to understand how they think and what they've learned as leaders and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm fascinated by leadership on so many levels. So I wanna ask you this. What is, in building TerraCycle over 20 years and being in Trenton and employing 600 plus people, et cetera, what's the most significant leadership lesson you've learned over the years? It's a good question. Um, what first comes to mind uh, is how to embrace failure, not to seek it, right? We don't wanna seek it. We don't wanna be, we wanna be you know, conservative and, uh, and avoid risk. But if you're gonna innovate and grow and push the envelope, you certainly will fail. And what I think is so important, the way we approach it, I'm not saying it's the right answer, but it's been a huge unlocking uh, method for us. Is anytime there is a, an issue, a failure of some kind, big or small, the first thing we ask is, what are we going to learn about this? Because then the investment in that failure is like tuition. I mean, we go to school, spend a lot of money to learn, produce nothing but a lot of education. Yeah. And failure- A few seconds left, Tom. Glad. I'm sorry for interrupting because I'm fascinated by what you're saying, but we don't have the innovation to continue to- Give me a few more seconds on this. Go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think- if you embrace failure as education, the organization will 
in, be incredibly uh, strong for it. You know, people will take risks. They'll they'll try new things. They'll push the envelope. And if we fail, then we learn something. And if we don't fail, we succeed. There, in other ways, there's no negative if you do it right. If you criticize and 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 uh, failure and, and and fear it, then people will never want to try to innovate, and you'll get stuck where you are. You're listening to a very strong, innovative leader, uh, Tom Sackey, who's founder and CEO of TerraCycle. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank Best you. Best to you and your team. I'm Steve Adubato. That's Tom Zaki. We'll see you next time. To see more Think Tank with Steve Adubato programs and to listen to Think Tank with Steve Adubato, the podcast, visit us online at steveadubato.org. If you would like to express an opinion, email us at info at caucusnj.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PhD, and follow us on Twitter at Steve Adubato. Think Tank with Steve Adubato has been a production of the Caucus Educational Corporation. Funding has been provided by NJM Insurance Group, Veolia, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, Choose New Jersey, TD Bank, Kane University, Hackensack Meridian Health, and by Delta Dental of New Jersey. Promotional support provided by the New Jersey Business and Industry Association and by ROINJ. Many of New Jersey's children have been affected by COVID-19, but now that there is a safe and effective vaccine available for children ages 12 and older, you can help make COVID-19 history by getting yourself and your child vaccinated. Let's end this pandemic together and help all children get back to being kids. Visit hackensackmeridianhealth.org slash COVID-19 to learn more or to schedule a vaccine appointment today. Most people don't think about where their water comes from, but we do. Veolia, more than water, resourcing the world.